He left Red Bull. He went to Renault. He's gone to McLaren. He's going to get the victory now. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Lando Norris comes home to make it a 1-2 for the men from Woking. What's going on? We're back for another episode of Lifting Coast. It's a McLaren 1-2. What do you think about that, bro? Papaya orange. It's the papaya, man. The shoeys are back. Zach Brown bro, is standing up there. Lando's doing shoeys. That's disgusting, bro. The fact that they sat with that sweaty, that sweaty. Bro, it's boot. all about the jam. I don't even care, bro. Like, how you drinking? I understand Ricardo, but Norris and Zach Brown drinking out of Ricardo's boot. Listen, the shoey's back. The Australian is back in first place since Monaco in 2018. That's been a long time. That's three years. Very long time. And what did he say today? I never left. Yeah, you left for Carlos. Yeah, Sorry, you bro. left. Like, He's like, I never left. I just uh, took, you know, stepped aside. But, you know, I've knocked Ricardo quite a bit on this show. and um, You got to give him his flowers. Got to give him his flowers. I think... What I love so much about today's performance for him was his the fact that he jumped a, he jumped ahead right at the start, and he led you know obviously for a few laps there with the pits, but led from start to finish. Yeah, I mean he looked like he was a former race winner. He didn't crumble under pressure when you have Max Verstappen on behind you the whole Did time. So well, yeah, I mean you could tell he's won a couple a uh, couple GPs back in his day, and I, I'm I'm still gonna say I think he, it's number eight for him. He's still I think it's number ten. No, no, he had seven. Valtteri yeah. has nine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's not washed, but I mean, he's also not at the peak of his game anymore. But it shows that Daniel Ricciardo can still do his thing. Listen, the Honey Badger did his thing. Why is he called the Honey Badger? I I don't know, man. It's just his nickname. Okay, I'm sure it has something to do with Australia. I don't know. Actually, I'm not even gonna get into it. You think the CBL paid him rights for that nickname? <laughs> Who knows, <laughs> bro? You had it before the CBL, but. It was amazing to see the Papaya, like, the first time since 2010 that they were 1-2, which was the Lewis Hamilton-McLaren era. Mm -hmm. um, I think Jensen Button, maybe? Yeah, I think that was 2013, the last time they won. 2012, it was. But regardless, incredible. I think for me, and obviously we spoke all weekend, it has been an extremely frustrating and disappointing weekend for me. One is a Mercedes fan. No, two just is as a Lewis fan. Not two as is a Mercedes Lewis fan. Hamilton fan. <laughs> Although Mercedes got the points today um, and the and they pushed their lead in the constructors, I was so mad yesterday watching the sprint race. Yeah, I mean, we can get into that, but it's not a disappointing weekend for Mercedes. They increased their lead in the constructors' Listen, they, championship. That's one million percent. If you go However, plus one, it's beneficial. Yes, beneficial. They increased, but they left so much on the table because of silly mistakes. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that maybe if Max and Lewis don't crash, maybe Max passes him. So regardless of whatever you say or whatever happened, they left with a positive, positive result on, on – the constructor side. Yeah. Now, as a Lewis fan, I get it. Because in the sprint race, it was an easy one-two for Mercedes. They did all the hard work on Friday. And then to have Lewis pretty much stall and not leave the grid on, I like he did such a poor job at that start. It cost him the points because he could have narrowed, narrowed the lead even with the crash to, what, one point 
and now it's a five-point Maybe lead. two points. I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean Valtteri would have gave a position. Yeah, so I guess two points, but now we've got a five-point, which is not a lot, but with eight races left, it is a lot. Every point now counts. Every point does count. So is Lewis washed? He's definitely not washed. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> does Lewis make this many mistakes in this season? Well, we can name we can name Baku. We can name the last sprint when he had pole position and he had got a bad start. He's made a lot of mistakes. Even his mistakes against Alonso. Definitely. So I mean, like, does Lewis make that many mistakes on a normal year? And no, definitely not. But so also so, the first DNF for him in like over sixty races. So yeah, I mean, the, I, I, the DNF is not his fault, which we'll get into. But I mean, Lewis is making a lot of mistakes. Has he, has he taken his foot off the pedal because he's got to number seven? No. Let, let's now talk about this race. Um, I almost think that starting in second in Monza is more beneficial. I was thinking that. I mean, if you can get a good start, it is. But, I mean, if you, you're first and you get a better start, then it's always better. But the problem with starting first on this track is that 400-plus meters down to the first corner, you don't have favorable track position you don't because if you start first and second you kind of get the inside of the chicane but if you start off better than your second then you just completely dominate the rest of the, the chicane if the rest you, of the you know this is a track fastest track tempo of speed your full throttle all the way but that first corner or the first turn is there's so much room for like just disaster so it's such a fun track i mean i understand why it's a temple of speed everybody loves the track the two Fossey showed out, which is really cool. I really enjoyed ha- seeing them. Then that was really amazing to see them back. But let's go back to if the fa- if pole position is favorable. Valtteri just absolutely dominated with pole position on the sprint race. He did, but so he I, had the I best th- start. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's recency bias. And because and Ricardo had a better start than Max, so I don't think that necessarily reflects poorly on the track's positioning. Sure, that's. I mean, I agree with that. Um, Valtteri. Has an excellent Friday, an excellent sprint Valtteri race, had an excellent weekend. and to start twentieth and finish third. I mean, I I couldn't be happier for him. Did he? he well, I mean, small details. I think he started nineteenth. This nineteenth behind yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Valtteri put, performed very well. I mean, you did call the fact that he would probably have a better weekend because all the pressures lifted off of him. Also, like I think Valtteri's car had a lot more pace than Lewis's car. Am Brand I? new engine. Yeah, I mean, the brand new engine, that makes sense. It makes a massive difference. Because on the straights, he was flying. Lewis flying. didn't have that kind of pace on the straights. Yeah, so I wonder how many uh, engine swaps or power unit swaps Lewis has. I think it's he's th- only on his second. So I think he can make one more swap without this a penalty. Is, uh, this was Valtteri's fourth engine. Yeah, that's why he had a... He, had a, he would have had a 10-place penalty, a 10-place grid penalty. On number but three. Be, because he did it in the middle of a race, they just put him at the back of the grid. And it worked out perfectly, right? Yeah, they he still got points. Climbed all the way up, and obviously uh, today won the battle against Red Bull. And overall, you know, let let's really dive into this battle between Max and Lewis. So um, everything happened within a span of like half a lap. Mm-hmm. So Max goes into the pits. Red Bull completely—they are the pit masters. They you abolished the pit stop. Any, yeah, they, you barely ever see them have hiccups in the pit. 11 seconds. As this is happening, Lewis passes Lando. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, holy, you're coming out of that pit. Everything is just working now because Red Bull just screwed up. <laughs> Lewis got in front of Lando, and you're like, Lewis going to win this race. At that point in time, 
where did you think the race was heading? Oh, I, I thought Lewis was going to win because he had clear air. And, you know, Mercedes are meant to go, go with clear air when they're not trailing. His, his hard tires are probably optimized for the track because they're 20-plus laps in. So I thought he had another five laps to go, really, really beat those tires up, really push it to the max. And then Mercedes just makes a call to pit. But, I mean, before we even get there, like, Max, stop being such a goddamn fucking sore loser. We all know it's because he was mad about the pit stop and he took out Lewis because he had less pace on the track. Max is such a sore loser. And, like, when you get into an accident like that with one of your competitors, especially your championship rival, he'd even ask or check up on Lewis if he was okay. Like, Max is such a sore loser and he's like, figures, or what did he say on, on the radio? He's like, that's what you get for not giving me space. Yeah. Like, Max is a little bitch. I hate Max. And, I, and Red Bull's... Red Bull and Max belong together because all they do is bitch, bitch, bitch. They love to complain. We saw it on the first lap. You know, Lewis, everyone was like, why the hell are they gambling with the hard tires? Gets off to a great start, gets ahead of Lando, is side-by-side side with Max. And listen, Max didn't give him the space. Lewis pulled back. And if it was the other way around, Christian Horner would be on the radio complaining to the stewards. And I mean, Toto didn't complain. And then, obviously, to see Max pissed off, and then come out of the pit um, or do his lap. Lewis comes out of the pit. Obviously, it was not a good pit for Lewis. And it was just bound to happen. Yeah. So who you buck the blame on for the, for this weekend? It's hard to put a blame on either. Um, I think not trying to favor one or the other. But on that turn, Max knew there was only one result. Like... There was no space. And instead of pulling back, he goes over the curb, gets airborne, and, and goes right over Lewis. No, I more meant like, is it Lewis or Mercedes? Oh, for the whole weekend's Yeah. I think it's it's Lewis because Lewis made the biggest mistake on this on the sprint. I'd, i I blame Mercedes. I wow. mean, I bl- I blame the team. I think the pit was terrible. I don't understand why they didn't let Lewis run with clear air. Why would you want to put him behind everybody? Because then he would have went behind Bottas, Norris, and he came out with Max. Why are you not giving him clear air? I mean, I don't know if his tires were struggling because there was no indication. There was no indication, obviously, on the radio or anything. So, like, why not give him a chance to get clear air while Max had to run through Lando, Bottas, and Ricardo? He had to go through his own teammate and Lando, and then they botched that pit. So, if they get that pit off by a half a second earlier, that accident probably doesn't happen. So, I'm blaming Mercedes this weekend. It's, it's been frustrating. That the Lewis pit for four seconds. Like why? His, I, I, I've noticed that his last two pits were around four seconds. So the Valtteri's he, are all like two point eight. Exactly. So let's say it's two point eight. The crash doesn't happen. No, it doesn't because you're one point two seconds ahead. That that's um, that's the chicane right there. So now, so let's just kind of relive this without the crash. Lewis comes out and he's right next to Lando and Max. Yeah. And well, I think Lando's is, a little ahead of him. Lando's a little bit ahead. And Lando was in what place? Lando was, I think, sixth. Yeah. Because he was behind Ricardo, the two Ferrari drivers, and Perez. Yeah. So he was fifth. Lewis was sixth. And I want to say Max was seventh. So frustrating. But I, I, I don't understand the pit. I really don't. That, that's, that's what boggles me. Because the second you give the Mercedes clear air, it's proven it's a very fast car. And... There was no indications that his tires were gone or he was having high vibrations. I blame it's, it on I blame it on Bono, whoever the hell made the goddamn call. It's just been 
it was such and it's also been a very quiet weekend from Mercedes. Like we didn't we didn't hear why they pitted. Um Lewis has been radio silent. Um and same with the team. So it's like we just want to know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I don't really care. Uh, my whole thing is Mercedes got to be better. They've made a lot of mistakes. Even when they were in Zandvoort, they made all those mistakes. So I think I think it's a collection of both, but I blame this weekend more on Especially this. when this was the weekend, it's favorable track for you. You prove it on the Friday. You're ready on the Saturday. Well, why, like, but Matt, that's so why. many. They could have, I said to you earlier before jumping on and getting live here, is that, yes, it was a good weekend for Mercedes, but was it a good weekend when they left so many points on the table because of other mistakes? But but I don't I don't look at it that way because you also got to think of this. Why would you put Lewis next to Max? Max has nothing to lose on this track. He's ahead in points, and this is not his favorite track. He struggled. The only reason he got Q3, I mean, he, he hit P3 on Friday is because he got towed by Pierre Gazzi and Perez. Mm-hmm. So it was... Max has nothing to lose. Max is smart enough to understand if I get an accident with Lewis and none of this finish, this was a great week. Exactly. Because Max is a sore loser. Max is a little bitch. I'm putting that on wax. I'm telling you, just, oh, it's so frustrating. The five point battle now between them. Um, the, obviously the constructors, Mercedes is what, what was it? 18 to 20 points ahead. We're going to Russia. At least we got a, we've got some time to kind of settle. When is Russia? In two weeks. Twenty fourth to twenty sixth. So it's two week break. Yeah, it's a one week break. Sorry. So we'll go to Russia, and I mean, hey, let's not even go, let's let's just first finish off the Max and Lewis talk. Does anybody get a penalty? No penalties. Does who does this impact more, Mercedes or Red Bull? It looks Mercedes. like. You think so? Yeah. I, th- I thought Red Bull's engine got the more... I mean, their car took more damage to Mercedes. I thought Lewis's rollover cage took a lot big hit and the top of his car. Yeah, the halo. Yeah, I think the halo took a big hit. But I think other than that, I think Max's like whole suspension unit took a big hit and his whole back of his car got destroyed, it looked like. I mean, think about just a few years ago if there's no halo. It's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the wheel like, would have taken out Lewis's head. Lewis could have been dead, like, honestly. So, thank God they put the Halos in. Halo has been such a life changer for the sport. It has, but, um, yeah, I think uh, I think, I think, think Red Bull might take that engine penalty next weekend. I'm pretty sure all the vibrations that went through that engine. Yeah, Max is changed. due, right? Max is um, due on his fourth thing. So, there's that. Uh, you know, other kind of highlights of the race, or maybe not highlights for some, but Kind of tough for Alphatori, man. You know, Gasly wins here last year. It just did it. It was not a good uh, showing for them, and they've been so strong. What what happened? Remind me what happened. He just spun. No, he got hit on the sprint race, right? That's right. I mean, it's racing, man. It's, it it's, is. It's, it's, it's just racing. So I mean, Alphatori <laughs> has done a great job on scoring points. This is the first time they didn't score points in a race for the whole season. They also have been one of the most consistent teams. So I think this doesn't change their position overall in the year. They've still had a great year. And I think they're, what, fifth? I think they're locked in at fifth. Yeah. There's no and way then, to lose fifth. You know, with McLaren's 1-2, they get back ahead of Ferrari and, and really start to put themselves in a position to extend that and finish third on the on the year. Yeah, I think they're ahead by, like, 15 points, which can change too, right? Because Ferrari yet sweeped, not, like, one two, but they swept last weekend because they didn't have a great week in McLaren. So there's a lot of battles going on. Um, I mean, our, our our little friendly battle is George versus Stroll, and 
I think George is better than Stroll, bro. George is doing more with a George is car. obviously better. He's going to Mercedes. But you said two weeks ago that that last Stroll was better than George. Yeah, I mean, I I said my second half driver is going to be Stroll. This was since the return. This was his best race, finishing in seventh, getting some points. But since I've been knocking George so hard, you know, Williams has been scoring. Last year, Williams didn't score a point. Yeah, I mean. And now this year, you know, now they're starting to kind of string together a bunch of points every race. Yeah, I mean, this is George is his third year in, right? He's starting to build a little bit Williams is 15, 16 in the driver's standings. Yeah, I mean, they're doing their thing, bro. I mean, George is obviously coming to Mercedes, but, you know, I, I think. I think I I don't know what's going on with Sebastian. Obviously, he's had some bad luck. Um, love Seb, by the way. I've, I've started to grow on Seb as I've watched more F1 content. Not a really, I'm not a fan of Lance Stroll other than the reason he's Canadian. That's the only reason I do like him a little bit. But I will say that there is something going on in that Aston Martin car that's finished fourth oh, last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we all know the Racing Point car had was very controversial. It's just upsetting because you go to Aston Martin, beautiful brand. Car looks great, big expectations, and it's been a terrible year. It's been terrible. How do you feel about the pink look compared to the green look this year? I mean, I I love the pink car, but they've still incorporated the I think what's it the BWT pink. I into, actually like the pink look better into than the, the green. green car. So, yeah, and I mean it was kind of cool. Aston Martin had Usain Bolt in the garage, and you know he's an ambassador. <laughs> and Mercedes had Vin Diesel. Yeah. It figures a car flips on Vin Diesel's in a paddock. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so funny. Um, and then who else did I want to touch on? I think just Haas, the the struggles continue, the engine issues. Like You shouldn't even give Haas any airtime. I, I, I just want to know, like, how does the FIA allow this team that, I mean, their car is so unreliable. I mean, it's a, it's a Ferrari engine, bro. Yeah, a Ferrari engine that is running on a freaking, you know, <laughs> budget that's worse than... Yeah, I mean, they take a bunch of parts instead of making any of their own parts, Yeah, right? like, so, it's... it's like I mean, it's at one point, Haas was a contender for the middle pack, right? So, I mean, you have bad years, you have good years, but I don't know. I don't even think we should give Haas any airtime. I, I like, they, they're just like, other than Mick, because Mick has a story behind him, and shout out to the documentary dropping in what? This week. Three days? This week. Three days. You know, we don't have a race this weekend, but we've got the dock. Yeah, we'll talk about the dock on Thursday. It's so. going to be um, it's going to be great. And obviously, it'll be great for Ferrari as well to get some real, you know, the, the golden era of Ferrari was really with Michael Schumacher. So, yeah, that was the golden era. They've always sorry. That was the golden era. They've obviously been the most popular team, obviously, because they've been in F1 since day one. Um, how did you feel about Ferrari's performance? Exactly where I expected. Yeah, they impressed me because they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Like, they're just a... Uh, they're, they're bad. They're not bad. They're I just fourth. think with it, with all things, it's just like, it's so... Th- the last couple of years, and I mean, we've seen it this year too, they are just become... They're just average. They're just average. They're, yeah. they're the best of the worst. I think they're above average. I, I don't think you can say they're, they're average. They're the best of the worst. Because the way you have to look at it is... I mean, it was usually, it was always Ferrari at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Ferrari was to compete with Williams. It would go like that. Then it was Ferrari and Red Bull. Then Red Bull took over, and then Mercedes came up. So now Ferrari and McLaren. I mean, McLaren was dominant at one point, too. So, like, you have your period of times where teams are dominant. But Ferrari's consistently been a top three, top four team. 
and you know, you're going to have your downfalls, right? So I don't think they're bad. I think they're good, but I don't, they're obviously not world-class. The world-class teams are Red Bull and Mercedes, right? There can only be two world-class teams. Yeah. That's how it works every single year. There's two teams fighting it out, right? There's not, there's not, there's never three teams fighting out. It's always two teams. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, I told you on the Saturday with signs or is it the Friday, but regardless, like signs has had such he a. He performed so well this weekend though. In the race. In did, the race, yeah. sorry. But in, I mean, Sunday. just kind of just shaky. I think they've got a great talent in Leclerc, but. I don't know if science is other. Yeah, that's why Mick's coming in 2023, okay. bro. We'll, we'll we'll see. So what do we see from uh, Lewis this week? Do we see uh, an Instagram post tonight? Does he go quiet for a few days? I think Lewis goes quiet. I think Lewis is too much of a class act to complain and bitch. He doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he's but not you know, normally him. he's always quick to kind of post something saying, "Yo, not the result I wanted." Blah blah blah. Does he just say like, "I'm I'm off the grid," or does he come out and say? Tough weekend. He'll say tough next. weekend, but he's not going to comment about the accident. I don't think. Yeah, he does. He's not contracted by the bitch organization at Red Bull. Wow, <laughs> putting it on wax. We should, we should call him Red Bitch. Listen, really. I don't know what what I, what happened. Uh, I was telling you yesterday, like Christian Horner complaining about the Alvon. Christian stuff. Horner is a mosquito. Let's refer to him as the mosquito the on mosquito. this podcast. He's so annoying. I mean, just annoys the hell out of me. But you know, that's what makes it. Just full of drama, man. So who's your driver of the day? Ricardo. I got body. Bottas, I, I knew that was going to come from Bottas. Like, I, that's the expectation. I think what impressed me the most was Ricardo took Verstappen. Yeah, but that was off the start, bro. And then he did, like, what a championship driver is supposed to do. Like, but he's Ricardo won Grand Prix before, bro. So it's like, I... He's won seven. With, with the, now he's won eight. But he's won Grand Prix before, right? You said how difficult it is to win one. He's won multiple. Yeah, he's won. So you have to give, give him his flowers. Today, we're about giving Ricardo's flowers. That's I, why he's my driver of the day. I expected McLaren cars, if they get ahead, to be able to keep... To, to give a fight towards Red Bull and Mercedes. If Lando wasn't there, then I could see Red Bull passing him, but they had to factor in if they pitted early, they had to now pass Lando. Yeah. So I think it was a, a really good team effort by them, but Bottas literally came from the back of the grid and stormed all the way back to third. Yo, just he was passing person and, after and person. And Monza's not a good track for... Pa- it's not the best track the DRS for, for doesn't overtaking. Help that much. Yeah, it doesn't... It's really not helping that much, right? So... I mean, I got to give Mr. Valtteri Bottas, the newest Alfa Romeo driver, all the credit in the world. I would say he's my driver of the, uh, of the day. I'm not going to say Ricardo doesn't belong in somebody's opinions or discussions, but I'm saying yeah. Bottas is mine. Yeah. You know how much I love Bottas. So, I mean, thrilled, thrilled for the result. I actually thought there was a chance he was going to win the race. Um, on just Mercedes as a whole, do they, they should just stop using the soft tires. Yeah, we were discussing. I think they're better on hard tires. I think they're the fastest car on hard tires, and it's not close. I th- their well, car performs very well All of their best tires. qualifying is typically on mediums. Well, I, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about, like, on, in a race day, I feel like... Go hard. They, their hard tires like do that. so well for them. No, that was terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you have it. I, try, I just try to skip over that. Um, <laughs> like, you, if you looked at qualifying, Dang, his hard tire pace was very close to Max Verstappen's medium tire pace, right? And I think they're... I don't understand why they suck on softs. I have no idea. Maybe it has to do the way the car's positioned, like high rake, low rake. I'm not sure. I, I, we'd have to maybe get one of the Mercedes engineers on here and ask them why their car doesn't perform as well on softs. It's... I mean, I think these next eight races now, from a strategical standpoint, 
you've got to spend the next 10 days really just looking at these mistakes. Um, I think you got Toto, some of the uh, top engineers and the drivers in the war room, and you gotta you gotta just game plan now. This is this is all about as much as it's all about racing. It will all come down to strategic faults and wins. Yeah, I agree. Um, if they win the constructs, sorry, if they win the constructors championship, but not the drivers championship, does Mercedes have a great year in their perspective? It's yeah, it's a great year, but it kind of feels empty. You think so? Yeah, because the t- the two are so closely attached. If Lewis wins and Mercedes loses, it's the same thing. There's, it's great that you'll have one one win, but it feels empty because you're there's there's that. I agree, but I mean the team won. You'll celebrate for sure, uh, but we all know that it's this sport. It, all revolves around the drivers. But you the said on base, one of the podcasts that the Constructors' Championship is more important to teams. It is, to people that understand the sport. But to the fans, it's all about the drivers. Oh, I'm not talking about the fans. I'm talking about the Mercedes organization. Yeah, definitely. It's another It's another chip. How can you be upset? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, which one do they value more, the drivers or the constructors? Yeah, they they definitely value the, the constructors, but it will feel empty without Lewis because you got to think Mercedes has won both for... What's it? Seven, six straight years. Yeah. Or seven straight years. Seven. Yeah, with Nico. So a couple thoughts, closing thoughts. What was your favorite moment of the race or most memorable moment of the race? Ah, Most memorable moment of the race is definitely the Red Bull uh, pit stop era and Lewis taking Lando. That I think that was my favorite moment too in the race. So exciting. That was a fun moment because I just texted you. Like, bro, did you see that Lewis overtook Lando during that pit stop error? Right? Um, quick thought for you as well. Mick hasn't locked up with Haas yet. No, he's confirmed. No, he's confirmed for a seat. But they literally said on broadcast that Mick is not confirmed for Haas yet. Does he go to Alfa Romero? Yes or no? No. Even though Alfa Romero is like a Ferrari baby team? No, he's not going to Alfa Romero. Okay. And... um. If Max and Lewis tangle again and Sochi, who's coming out of it driving still? I want to say it has to be Lewis. I thought today Lewis was somehow going to get out of the gravel and keep going. I think that if they tangle again, I think Lewis will get the bad luck, the bad end of the stick, the bad luck this time. So we'll find out. This this whole Lewis Max thing is very reminiscent of Senna and Prost. I think there was more. I think there's more respect between Max and Lewis than there was. There is, I. But days like today really start to test that respect. Yeah, I, I. I think there's a lot of respect from Lewis's end. I don't think there's any respect from Max's end. They're very. I mean, we saw right up until today's race, like you know, they would dap each other. They'll talk to each other. Even after Silverstone, they were still kind of cool. Like, but just more and more, you know, events like today. It's going to continue to wear thin. Well, in your words, Alan Prost is an arrogant Frenchman. Max, arrogant Dutchman. Yeah. Lewis definitely takes the center <laughs> role, and Max, Max definitely takes the arrogant prick Pro- role. Yes. So, Max, sure. we hate you. We don't actually hate you, but get your shit together and be a professional because when you get into a major accident like that and you say someone deserves it when you're 
wheel rolled over his head and you don't even check if he's okay. That's what I'm saying. Like we go back to Silverstone and Max and Horner complain about how Lewis dealt it. And then it's today. It's like, yo, you put your freaking car over his head. It's like, and Max, the thing is like, everybody says Max is not this immature hothead anymore. How do you guys not see it? He is the same driver. He not the same driver, but he has the same fiery temper and Definitely. arrogance that he did when he Definitely. first entered in 2017, 2016. It's just the, it's the Red Bull homers, man. They don't want, they're just and the Red Bull homers are full fledged. Oh, I went to go look at the posts on F1, and they're all like, "It's Lewis's fault. It's Lewis's fault." And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like if anything, both drivers had more space, and it's both their faults. But it's like for anybody to think that it's Purely Lewis's fault is ridiculous. I, would, I, will, I will accept both people's fault. Everyone, I thought Silverstone was a racing incident. And Lewis got the penalty. And then today, it's like, yeah, I think it's a racing incident. So, I think the FIA, we're going to find out. Because this is going to be a full-on investigation. Where both teams are going to submit. It's going to, I think it's going to drag out over the next week uh, and change. And who knows, like... The FIA, I, I'm hoping, just leave it as is. It may benefit Max. It may no, benefit I, I th- Lewis. No, I think the FIA needs to do something because Max clearly had road rage. Like, he was mad about his pit stop, and he took it out. Yeah, and, I mean, we heard him on the radio during so his just pit Just leave stop. me alone. Like he's it, Exactly. So, we'll see what happens. This investigation will also be critical to the championship. Hey, I hope Lewis just wins number eight so Max can be salty for another whole whole winter. I, wanna, I need Lewis to win eight, and I'm also just – we're continuing to get – you know, delayed on his 100th win. What happens if he never gets his 100th win? Oh, my God. I'd be so upset. (laughs) And, I mean, for him to be stuck in 99 would be so irritating. How long does he hold 99 for? (sighs) He's had many chances. Listen, he doesn't have 100 because of his own. His He should have had 100 this weekend. This was his weekend. He made the mistakes. Okay, so but how long until he gets 100? Lewis... Get 100 in Sochi, bro. <laughs> no, within is it is it's oh, happening in Sochi. Okay. And how long does he hold the most wins ever in podium? I saw oh, the most wins ever. How long they say records record? are meant to be broken. His records will never be broken. The mm-hmm. 100th, and if he gets eight, will never be broken. No one will ever get 100 wins. You came on wax a couple podcasts ago saying someone will catch Michael's seventh. So you, if that person catches, I didn't say, seven, I don't think I said they'll catch Michael's you said seven. You said it was meant to be broken, and that I said to you, how long would it take for someone? To, do you think anybody else will ever catch up to Michael and Schumacher? You said, yeah, records are meant to be broken. But now you're saying Lewis's eighth won't be broken. It's, but you expect I, someone to catch Michael's seventh. Listen, I'm going to go back and double check. There's a little Lewis homerism going on. Listen, this, I'm going to go back and fact check that because I don't think. I Listen, seven is impressive. No one will. I think I, I if I remember correctly, I said no one will ever get to seven again. Okay, maybe I could be wrong too, but I mean we can rewind and put it on this podcast. Well, listen, but. <laughs> we'll rewind and put it on the show. Put the voiceover over just for the for the fans to to know. Um, but you don't think I I, I think one hundred wins, and if Lewis continues to dominate, I don't think that will be touched. Because well, how much did Michael have? He had the record before. It was like I want to say mid eighties. Yeah, it's like maybe seventies. I, I, I I'm pretty sure, it was but also there 70s. were less races. We got to be fair. I also think there's more races because they're trying to make up for COVID money. I think once they get back to that, they're what did they have before? 19 races? I, I think it used to be as little as 16. It grew to 17, 18. Now we're up to 23. Yeah, but that's because of probably COVID, so they want more I mean, money. It's, yeah, it's a bunch of things. It's probably also just. But do you think they go revenue. back to 19, 20? I think it's we're going to continue to see um, this 
20 to 23 is kind of like the you think so yeah yeah i also think that because of this new era of um all great young drivers with george lando charles max i think it'll be a lot more competitive field so i don't know if I, I don't think the 100 will ever be touched or how, whatever Lewis finishes. I, I think that some records will never be touched. And I think the most wins ever in F1 when Lewis ends off, because I'm sure you have another 20 or 30 within his next three, four years. I don't think it'll ever be touched. Agreed. 100%. I guess that's it, man. Temple of Speed lived up to all of the, the drama. We had fantastic racing, um, safety cars, crashes. Shout out to my boy George Russell scoring some points. Shout out to Lando Norris getting his highest ever finish. Yeah, I told you Lando and McLaren are going to do the thing within the next three races. And this is the third race when I, after I called it. So Listen, the papaya. The papaya orange. And we'll be back with you guys on Thursday after we watch Schumacher. We'll be back with Schumacher. We'll be back with the conclusion of the, the Max and the Lewis That's crash. if we get a conclusion by and, then. And um, we'll start prepping on what to expect going into Sochi. Yeah. Uh, just before we sign off, everybody, make sure you guys go hit the follow button. Make sure you guys leave us a review and just spread the love. Yeah, Tell your friends. L- l- we need more F1 fans. Yeah, we need more F1 fans. Drive to Survive Season 4 is going to be a spicy one. Spicy, bro. All right, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace. Peace.